and we're going to go to Second Samuel chapter 23 in just a few minutes. But tonight is our 13th part on our uh, Wednesday night series Bible nights. And for uh, for the past several months we have been looking at the subject of leadership and talking about leadership principles from the Bible. Ja mõned viimased kuud me oleme siis vaadanud juhtimise põhimõtteid Biiblist. Because I believe all of us are leaders in some point in our lives. There's areas that we all need to become better leaders in our lives. Whether it would be with our families, on our jobs, in church, with our friends, that we would not just be a, a drag on everybody else, but that we would help propel things forward. And so I'm teaching you these principles because I want you to be better. And when you are better, you'll make our church better. And you'll make me better. And so this is actually kind of very self-serving. I want you to be better to make this church better. And when you help me to be able to do my job better, I believe that we'll be able to reach more and more people for Jesus. And this is the heart of this church that we want to look to, to not just ourselves and God fix us, but we're looking to the world and saying God how can you use us to help fix them and so we've looked at different, different people to give us examples of leadership we looked at the life of Saul and the things that we shouldn't do as leaders last couple of times together we've been looking at David you know, last time we talked about how he was so amazing at the way he could connect with people he was a very skilled leader and he, he had a plan and he knew how to develop the people around him and he helped the men around him become great leaders and that helped him to become even a greater leader and so as a leader you need to realize that the quality of the people around you are going to affect you. And so we want to have quality people help us. And so if you're looking to get married, make sure you are looking for some quality people, not just anybody. And if you're on the job, you don't just hire anybody. You want to hire people to come and help you who are quality people. 
ja sa tahad, et sind tuleksid aitama sellised inimesed, kes on kvalifitseeritud. And I think one of the things that helps attract quality people Ja ma usun, et üks asi, mis aitab ligi tõmmata sellised inimesi kvalifitseeritud või kvaliteetsed inimesi is when you are a quality person. On see, kui sa ise oled selline inimene. Amen. Amen. And so we need to fix ourselves et me peaksime kõigepealt ise endaga need asjad korda ajama. To draw the kind of people that we want to have around us in our lives. Et tõmmata siis enda liki sellised inimesi, keda me tahame, et me elus oleksid. And I think the better that we can become at that ja mida paremaks me sellest asjas muutume the more we're going to help other people rise to the level that they desire to be in their heart seda rohkem aitame teistel inimestel tõusta sellistele sellise tasemele milleks nad tahaksid saada millele tahaksid jõuda and like we've talked about the ones closest to the leaders ja nagu me rääksime et need inimesed kes on kõige lähemal juhtidele are going to determine that that leader's success or failure in whatever it is that they're doing need inimesed määravad ära selle juhi kas siis edukuse või läbi kukkumise üks poha siis mida nad teevad and last time we looked at how david was very good at delegating ja eemile kord me vaatsime seda et kui hea oli taavet delegeerima osas või, või nii öelda siis ülesannete jagamisel teistele inimestele and we see that every leader throughout the bible and every great leader in our culture today is good at delegating ja me näeme seda piibliselt kõik juhid ja ka tänapäeval suured juhid on väga head delegeerima asju teistele and we need to learn how to delegate to help accomplish the goals that we have set before us ja me peame õppima delegeerima selleks et saavutada neid eesmärki mis me mis me oleme seadnud endale learn how to build a good team around you and then in inspire them to do the work. Õppima kuidas üles ehitada head meeskond enda ümber ja siis kuidas inspireerida neid tööd tegema. Because ministry is not a one man show. Sest teenistus ei ole mitte ühe mehe show. Ministry is that we get together and we do something together for God. Vaid teenistus on see, et me tuleme kokku ja teeme koos midagi Jumala jaoks. And when we do our job right, people's lives are going to be impacted. Ja kui me teeme oma asju õigesti, siis inimeste elud saavad mõjutatud. And it was amazing the way that David developed the men around him. Ja oli hämmastav kuidas David mõjutas need inimesi, kes olid tema ümber. He knew how to be a success in his own life and he knew how to develop others to be a success. Ta teadis, kuidas olla edukas oma enda elus ja teadis ka, kuidas aidata teistel olla edukatud nende elus. And, you know, he, he developed the kind of, of men that he wanted them to be. Ja ta arendas siis neid mehi sellisteks, nagu ta tahtis neid näha sellistena. But before he could make them be that at that level, he had to himself go to that level. Aga selleks, et neid te viia nagu mingile kõrgemale tasandele pidi ta ise jõudma kõigepealt ise sinna tasandele and when he went to a certain level in his life the guys could follow him to that siis kui ta tõusis või jõudis mingile kindlale tasandele siis ka need mehed tema aluses said tõusta sellele like david said uh, uh, you know if you guys want to be giant killers come talk to me i'll tell you how to do it ja siis nii nagu david ütles et kui te tahate mehed uh, hi, uh, nende hiiglaste tapeteks saada siis tulge rääkige minuga and and he trusted god's ability in him ja ta usaldas seda Jumala võimekust enda sees. He took steps of faith trusting that God was with him. Ta astus usu samme usaldades, et Jumal on temaga. And God showed up and he was faithful to David. Ja Jumal ilmus kohale ja ta oli ustav Daavidi. God used David to do great things. Ja Jumal kasutas Daavidit suurte asjade tegemisel. And men around him picked up on that. Ja siis need mehed said sellest osa, kes olid tema ümber. And they began to do all they were doing putting their trust and their hope in God. Ja siis hakkasid nemad ka tegema kõik asju, mis nad tegid usaldades Jumalat. And so uh, 
David was a great leader. And I think we can learn so much from his life. He was still today, the, the, the Jews call him the greatest king that Israel's ever had. And so his impact is still lasting in the world today. But uh, what is a leader? What is the nature of leadership? I believe the nature of leadership is influence. The more that you can influence, the greater leader you're going to be. I like John Maxwell. He's, he's a... a guy who travels around a lot in the states teaching about leadership. One of his big things he says is leadership is influence. And if you're not influencing anybody, you're not leading anybody. But if we want to be a better uh, leader, we've got to increase in our influence and know how to do that. And so when you are involved in ministry, we should be impacting the people around us. When you come to church and when you serve, you should be making a difference in the lives of the people that you reach. And every one of you should have impact. Everyone should have influence in this church. When this becomes your church, when, when you, this is not just a church that you go to, but this is your church, you should come every time, not what can my church do for me. You should come to church saying, God, use me today to impact somebody in their life. Help me to have some influence in our church. And so I want to increase you in your ability to have influence. Because I think that we all need to step up in leader roles. We need to see ourselves as leaders. So that we know how to follow those who are over us and we know how to lead those who are under us. So I want to look at four things tonight that I, I hope will, will help you to understand even greater the, the power of influence. And my, my first point is this. Influence is how you develop loyalty. Influence is how you develop Loyalty. Now, before we, we move on to, to look at some other guys, I want to look at David one more time here tonight. And so let me just read here out of 2 Samuel 23. I'm going to read several verses, starting with verse 13. And it says, during the harvest time, three of the, the, uh, three of the 30 chief warriors came down to David at the cave of, uh, cave of Abdullam, while the band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. 
Ja 13.30 peamehest läksid alla ja tulid lõikusajal taaveti juurde Adolami Koopasse ja jõuk viliste oli leeris Reefaime orus. And at that time David was in the strongholds and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. Aga taavet oli siis mäe linnuses ja vilistide linna väki oli Petlemas. And so uh, I want you to get the picture of this. Ma tahan, et sa seda pilti ette endale. The Philistines have come back again. Vilistid on taas tagasi tulnud. And they're being um, a pain again. Ja nad valmistavad taas seda öelda valu. Ja on on taas tülinaks. And they, they, they have, have captured Bethlehem. Ja nad on võtnud Betlema üle. David is in another place. Ja Taavet ise on ühes teises paigas. And read verse 14. Ja loeme salmi 14. Ah, uh, sorry, I read that. Read verse ja, 15. Ja, salmi 15. And it says and David longed for water. And he said, "Oh, that somebody would just get me a drink from the well near the gate of Bethlehem." Taavetil tuli himu ja ta ütles, "Kes annaks mulle vett juua Betlema kaevust, mis on värava juures?" Have you ever said something and didn't really mean it, but you said it? Kas sa oled kunagi öelnud midagi selis, mida sa tegelikult ei mõelnud, aga just kind of dreaming a little bit. Et natuke unistad. That's David. Ja see selline oli Taavet. I mean, he didn't expect to drink anything from Bethlehem. Ja ta ei ta ei loodnud, et saab midagi Betlemast juua, mida this was seal päris olevat. This was his city. Aga see oli tema, see oli tema, see oli tema linn. So, so I mean, he, he just, he just would, was just dreaming of that water. Ja ta lihtsalt unistas veest. Verse 16. So three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. Siis tungisid kolm kangelast viliside leeri ja nad ammutsid vett Betlema kaevust värava juures kantsid ja tõid taavetile. Now that's pretty cool. Ja see on päris lahe. David just said something that he wished. Taavet lihtsalt ütles midagi välja, mida ta soovis. Three guys said, let's go get him some water. Ja kolm meest ütlesid, lähme toome tale vett. Let's go do this. Lähme teeme seda. And look how grateful David was. Ja vaata, kui tänulik oli taavet. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Aga ta ei tahtnud seda juua, vaid valas selle Jehovale. Ja taavad ütles siis, jäägu see minus kaugele Jehova, et teeksin seda. See on nende meeste veri, kes käisid oma hinge hinnaga. Selle pärast ta ei tahtnud seda juua. Seda tegi need kolm kangelast. These guys risked their lives. Ja need kolm meest panid oma elut ohtusi seal. go get some water for the guys for the, the, their leader who they love. Et tuua vett juhile, keda nad armastasid. And this ungrateful leader pours it out. Ja see tänamatu juht valas selle maha. And the first time I read this story I was like, what? Ja esimest korda kui ma seda lugu lugu lugesin, ma ütlesin, mis mis jama? What an arrogant little jerk this guy. Milline ülbe kutse. You know, and, and you think that that David is just being being so pompous or whatever. Ja, ja siis sa võib-olla mõtled, et Taavet oli selline üles puhutud, täis puhutud. But you know, if if if, if I were these men I would have probably gotten angry. Ja kui mina oleksin nende meeste hulgas olnud, siis ma oleksin ilmselt vihaseks saanud. You know, you read the Bible, put yourself in the stories. Ja kui sa loed piibliit, siis pane ise ennast sinna lugudesse. What if you were one of those guys that probably just had to kill 10, 15 soldiers? Ja mis, mis siis oleks, kui sina oleksid olnud üks nendes meestel, kes pidi tapma mingi 10-15 sõdurit? Risk your lives to go right to the gate sead of the city? Sead ma meil ohta, et, ohtu, et minna sinna linna väravasse. Take time to get the water out while the other guys are guarding? 
Ja siis võtma aega, et see vesi saad tammutada samal ajal, kui teised mehed ta valvasid. Ja siis võidelest jõuda tagasi sinna laagrisse, kus Taavet oli. Ja siis Taavet ei ooseda. Seda pärast, et nemad panid oma elu mängu. Ja Taavet ei olnud isegi mitte tänulik vees. Ja siis Taavet ei olnud isegi mitte tänulik vees. Aga ma tahan, et kui sa vaatad seda lugu, et sa näeksid, milline süda tegelikult taavetil oli. Sest ilema nägin ta südant. Ma mõistin seda, miks ta valas selle vee maha. Ja ma sain aru, et ta süda oli nii suur. Et ta tegelikult ei oleks kunagi tahtunud enda meeste elu ohtu seada. Ja see on üks suurepärane näide lojaalsuse ja ustavuse kohta. Et selle mõju tõttu, mis Taavetil oli nende meeste üle, olid end mehed Taavetile väga ustavad. Aga ma tahan, et sa näeksid seda, et kui Taavet valas selle vee nagu ohvjanina Jehovale, siis olid tema ka ustav nendele meestele. He did not want them to risk their lives for a ta ei tahtunud, et ta paneksid oma elu mängu mingi vee klaasi pärast. Ja ma arvan, et mõnikord on meie ustavus selline nagu pime. See on nagu armastusega. Kas sa oled kunagi kohanud kedagi, kes on nagu pime armastuses? Et sa vaatad paljudest sellistest obedest asjadest üle, kuna keegi ütles sulle midagi ilusat. Ja sa ütled, et ma armastan teda. Ja kuigi see inimene võib-olla kohtab, siin alvasti ütleb ta sulle ometi iluseid sõnu. Ja siis inimesed ütled, oh, armastus on nii pime. And so what 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 this is this is I think loyalty sometimes can be blind. Aga ma arvan et ka see ustavus, lojaalsus võib mõnikord olla olla pime. Is that they they were doing this because they thought this is what he wanted. Ta tegid seda sellepärast et nad arvasid et Taavet tahab seda. They were doing this to be loyal to their leader. Ma tegid seda sellepärast et nad tahtsid olla lojaalsed oma juhile. When this was really not what David wanted kuigi Taavet tegelikult ei tahtnud seda üldse. Ja see on üks hea näide, mida meil kõigil õppida, kus me näeme mõjukuses olevad väge. Ja ma arvan, et Taavet nägi, et tema mõju võim on tegelikult palju suurem, kui ta üldse aru ise sellest sai. Because whatever David wished, that is what these guys were going to do. Sest üks puha, mida ta ainult ka soovis, need mehed olid valmis seda tegema. Ja nad olid valmis oma elu panema mängu, et teha teda õnnelikult. Ja sellest tahas peale, Taavet pidi väga hoolikalt jälgima seda, mida ta suust välja ütleb. Nii et üks puha, mida ta see ütles ise, kui see oli tema mingi südame soovi igatsus. These guys were so loyal and he had so much influence that they would help him to get it. Need mehed olid nii lojaalsed ja ta oli nii suur mõjuvõim, et need mehed olid valmis kohe tegema seda. And so David had to watch what he said. Need taavet pidi olema ettevaatlik sellega, mida ta ütleb. And listen, as a leader, you're going to have to watch 
what you say. Ja, ja ma ütlen teile, et ka, ka teie juhtidena peaksite olema valvama seda, mida te oma suust välja ütlete. The, the thing that we need to learn is, as a leader is we don't have the freedom to say everything that we think. Ja juhtidena me peame õppima seda, et meil ei ole vabadust öelda välja kõike seda, mida me mõtleme. As a leader you can't say everything you want to say. Sometimes. Ja juhina sa ei saa mõnikord öelda kõike seda, mida sa tahaksid. Because there's going to be people who will try to carry out what you are just saying to say. Sest on inimesi, kes püüavad siis kohe teostada seda, mida sa ütled, lihtsalt ütlemise pärast. And it would be very selfish. Ja see oleks väga isekas. And it would be an abuse of power ja for oleks, you to continue to do that. Ja see oleks mõju või võimu kuri tarvitamine nii, nii öelda, kui sa teeksid seda. For David to have drank that water, David saw it as an abuse of his power. Ja kui Daavet oleks joonud seda vett, siis tema oleks sellesse suhtunud ka oma võimu kuri tarvitamisse. He said, I want you to obey my orders. Ta ütles, et ma tahan, et te kuuletute minu käskudele. But you don't have to just do everything I say. Aga te ei pea tegema mitte kõike seda, mida ma ütlen. And he said, I can't, I'm sorry guys, I can't drink this. Ja ta ütles, et mul on kahju mehed, aga ma ei saa seda juua. And even though right now this is a desire in my heart, I'm going to offer this up to the Lord. Ja isegi kuigi see on minu südamigatsus praegu, ma ofertan selle isandale. Because this is not what I wanted. Sest see ei olnud tegelikult see, mida ma tahan. I didn't want you to risk your lives. Ma ei tahtunud, et te oma eluga riskite. There was one Sunday where, where I showed up at church. Now those of you who know me, you know I'm very routine. Everything, everything I do, I do the same thing all the time, every week. It's just the way I do it. And if something messes up my routine, then, you know, things don't get done sometimes. Ja siis kui mingi asja mu rutiini segi, segi siis lihtsalt asjad ei saa tehtud nii nagu nad peaksid. Well, there was one Sunday where before I came to church my routine got messed up. Ja peapommikul enne kui ma kogus jõudsin mu, mu rutiini segati. And I had a phone call that came. Ja mul elistati. And I had to deal with some things. Ja ma pidi mingit asjadega tegelema. And so here I'm trying to get ready for church and I'm trying to keep, keep my, my mind and my heart set on the word that I'm going to preach. Ja ma püüdsin koosolekuks valmistuda ja, ja, ja suunata mõtted sellele sõnale mida ma ütlustama hakkan and then um, so then i got this phone call and i was like oh okay i got to deal with this ja siis tuleb see telefoni kõne ja siis oh ma pean selle asjaga tegelema hakkama nüüd and then i looked up at the time i oh i got to get to church okay we got to do that ma vaatsin kella ja ma pean juba koguse minema and so i showed up at church and when i got here i realized i hadn't eaten Ja siis kui ma jõudsin kogutse, siis ma sain aru, et ma ei ole söönud. Siis ma mõtsin, oi, ma olen nii naljane, läksin siia kõrval ruumi, kus ma tavas, et äh, olen. And Freddy was sitting in there and I walked in there and I said, man, I'm just so hungry today, I forgot to eat. Ja Freddy istus seal, ma ütlesin talle, et ma olen nii naljane täna, et ma unustasin süüa. My whole routine this morning has been a mess. Kogu mu rutiin on aetud äh, sassi. I said, well, we're going to be all right. I'll, I'm still going to give my very best, but I'm hungry. Aga ma, ma annan küll oma parima, aga, aga ma olen ikkagi naljane. And a couple minutes later, Freddy was sitting there and he said, just a second, I'll be right back. Ja siis Freddy ütles, et okei, okay, et ma tulen mõne hetke pärast tagasi. And then he came back in about three, four minutes ja and tuli, he had two bananas. Ja ta tuli kolme, nelja minuti pärast tagasi ja ta oli kaks banaani. And he said, here. Ta ütles, et võta. And I took those bananas and I threw them on the floor and I smashed them. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Sorry, sorry. Ma võtsin need banaanid, viskasin on maha ja tallasin need katki. No, no. I wasn't that much like David. Ei, ma ei olnud nii taaveti moodi. I ate the bananas. Ma sõin need banaanid ära. I guess I was not as holy as David. Ma ei olnud nii püha nagu taavet. But I ate the bananas that morning because I was so hungry. Aga ma sõin need banaanid ära tuul omikul, sest ma olin nii näljane. But I'm just, I gave you that example to show you what the power of influence is. 
Aga ma tõin selle näiteks, et näidata teile, millil on selles mõju võimus peitu vägin. Ja mõjutades sa arendad inimestes sellist ustavust lojaasust. Ja minu seda sai alandatud selle läbi, et ta tegi seda. Ma oleks võinud ju ka ise sinna poodi jooste ja osta enda banaanid. Aga tema kuulis minu südame igatsust. Ja mõttes, et ma pean tale tooma banaane. Ja see on see asi, mida me peame mõistma, et me oleksime ettevaatlikud selles, mida me välja ütleme oma suust. Sest need inimesed, kelle üle sinul on mõjuvõimu, nad püüavad siin õnnelikuks teha. Ja me pea oleme kindlad, et me kasutama mõjuvõimu õigete asjade puhul ja mitte valed asjade puhul. Aga Taavet oli nende meeste jaoks väga palju teinud. Ta arendas loojaasust. Nad olid valmis tegema kõike tema heaks, sest ta oli nii hea nende vastu. Ja ta oli hea juht neile ühiselt. Ta nägi, et Taavet tahab kõikide inimestele head, kes on temaga koos. Ja nad kogesid kõik ka Taavetid isiklikult. Ja nad kogesid kõik ka Taavetid isiklikult. Ja nad tahtsid, et Taavet oleks õnnelik, sest nad nägid, kui palju tema annab endast, et neid arendada kui mehi. Ja nad tahtsid, et need mehed olid valmis tegema Taavet jaoks üks puha mida. Ja üks põhjused oli selles, et Taavet juhtis eeskuju järgi. Ja ta läks kuhugile esimesena ja ootas, et teised tulevad tälle järele. Ja Taavet ei olnud selline kuningas, kes saatis kõik teised lahingusse. Vaid tema läks ka ise lahingusse. Ta võites oma meeste kõrval. Ja see tekitas nendes meestes suure augartuse tema vastu. Et kui sa eeskuju läbi mõjutad, siis sa kui sa juhid eeskuju alusel või eeskuju järgi, siis sa arendad mõju võimu teistes. Ja siis sinu mõju võim on see, mis põhjustab seda, et teised tahavad ka tõusta kõrgemale aidata sind. Ja ma usun, et palju teaks siin täna nende teie mõju võim on palju suurem, kui te teate üldse. Võibolla teie perekonnas, selles koguduses, sõprade keskel. Teie mõju võim võib olla palju suurem, kui te üldse ise arvate. Sest te olete arendanud lojaasust nende seas, kes on teie ümber. Ja mida me sellest saame õppida on see, et me peaksime oma mõju võimu kasutama targasti. Ära kuri tarvita seda. Ära raiska seda. 
misuse what God has given you. But make sure that you're using your influence in the right way. But again, leadership is influence. And I want to increase you in your influence that you have over people. So that you can make a difference in the lives of those that are around you. I want you to increase as leaders so that you will do more for the kingdom of God so that you will do more to reach people for Jesus Christ and even if you don't see yourself as a leader in business you could be a leader in your influence to bring others to, to Christ and so I want to move on here now and I want to begin to, to talk about influence in the life of another great man in the Bible. You know, and, and I only get you a couple of times a month. I only get to see you a few times a month. And so I don't have a whole lot of time to impart some things to you. But the times that I have, I want to be able to do my very best for you. Because I want you to do more. I want you to be more involved in ministry. I want you to be stronger believers in putting your faith and your hope in God so that we can influence and impact the world around us. Well, one guy who impacted and influenced the world around him was a guy named Joshua. And so I want to begin looking at him and we'll be looking at Joshua for the next couple of weeks together. Because every good leader is going to have influence. And Joshua was somebody who developed to be one who had great influence. And being a nice guy does not mean you have influence. I know nice guys that have no influence over anybody. But being a hard, uh, you know, type of a person doesn't mean you have influence either. I know people who are very hard and they just push everybody away. They don't have influence over anybody. And so if being a nice guy doesn't give you influence and being a hard guy doesn't give you influence, what gives you influence? Our question is, how do we develop influence in our life? Because the way some people try to develop influence is they try to be nicer or more strict. You know, parents that want to have more influence over their children, they're like, I don't know what to do, maybe I should be nicer. That does nothing. Well, maybe I should be more strict. That does nothing. A lot of times when, you, when your kids get to a certain age, by, by your personality, it's too late to have influence. 
kuidas me arendame siis seda mõju võimuva Ja üks asi, mida me võime tähele panna Joosua juures, on see, et kui Joosua tuli tagasi sealt seal töötatud maalt maa kuulajaks olemiselt nobody would listen to him siis mitte keegi võtnud seda kuulda and then 40 years later when he stands up to tell the people it's time to go into the promised land ja siis 40 aastat hiljem kui ta tõuseb ja ütleb inimestele nüüd on aeg minna töötatud maale he had no problem for the people to follow him ei olnud tal mingit probleemi et inimesed ei oleks seda järginud so what happened between those 40 years et mis need 40 aasta jooksul juhtus where Joshua never changed his opinion on what was right. Ja Joosua ei muutnud kunagi oma arvamust selle kohta, mis on õige. Joshua still was saying we need to go to the promised land. Ja Joosua ütles endiselt, me peame minema sinna töötatud maale. He came back from spying the land and said, let's go. Ta tuli sealt maa kuulajana tagasi ja ütles, et läheme sinna. And then 40 years later he said, let's go. Ja siis 40 aastat hiljem ütles ta taas, läheme sinna. And the reaction and the influence that he had over the people was completely different. Ja see reaktsioon ja mõju, mis tal oli inimestel, see oli täiesti teissugune. And so let me just read some scriptures here. Ja ma loen teile mõned kirjakohad siin. And over the next couple of weeks we're going to see how Joshua developed in his power to influence people. Ja mõne järgmise nädala jooksul me näeme, kuidas Joosua arenes oma mõjukuses. And here in numbers, numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13 and I'm going to start reading here with verse 1. Ja ma alustan siin lugemist esimeses salmist. And the Lord now said to Moses. Ja Jehova rääkis Moosesega. Send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land that I am giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the 12 tribes. Öeldes läkita mehi uurima Kaanani maad, mille ma annan Iisraeli lastele, igas nende vanemate sugoorust läkitage üks mees. So again, all these 12 guys who went were already considered leaders. Ja iga üks neist olgu võrst, nii et kõik need 12 mees, kes läksid, neid peeti juba oma sugoorud ja pealikateks või juhtideks. All 12 of these guys that were chosen were the leaders of the 12 tribes. Ja kõik need 12 mees, kes valiti, need olid 12 sugoorud juhid. So obviously Joshua had some kind of influence over somebody. Nii et ilmne on see, et Joosual oli juba tol ajal teatud inimeste üle mingi mõjuvõim. In verse, verse 16 it talks about how Moses changed Joshua's name. Ja kui teiskene saamis on üldnud seda, kuidas Mooses muutis Joosua nime. He changed his name to Joshua. Ta muutis ta nime, mis oli Hosea, siis Joosuaks. Ja see oli Hosea enem. What? Okay, I'm going to pick you guys and I'm not going to call you... You are Joshua. Nagu väga segane värk, et kutsusid need mehed ja siis ühele ütles, et aga sinu nimi ei ole kui Joosua, sina ei ole enam. That would be like me saying, all right, this is the worship team and I don't want to call you Lona, I want to call you Lina. Jaa, umbes nii, et siin on ülistustiim ja aga Loonat ma ei kutsu Loonaks, vaid ma kutsun teda... Laila, I don't know, I just made up a stupid name. I don't know. Laila. And so, you know, here, he just changes the guy's name for no reason. But listen to what this name means. It means an instrument to say and to speak. Töörist. Töörist, et öelda ja rääkida või? To say and to speak. So before they went, what Moses was doing 
mida Mooses tegi. Is saying I want you to speak for the group. Oli see, et ta ütles, et ma tahan, et sina räägiksid selle inimrühma nimel. You're not Hosea, you are Joshua. Sa ei ole Hosea, sa oled Joosua. So he's saying you come back and you're the one that I want to speak. You're a man of faith. Ja siis ta ütleb, et kui te tagasi tulete, siis ma tahan, et sina räägiksid, sina oled usumees. Moses believed that Joshua would speak for the Lord. Ja Mooses uskus, et Joosua räägib isanda nimel. And then let's jump down to verse 30. Ja siis üppame salmi 30. They go and they spy out the land. They come back. Nad lähevad sinna, kuulevad seda maad ja tulevad tagasi. And then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. Siis Kaleb vaigistas rahvast Mooses ees ja ütles, mingem siiski sinna ja vallutagem sees, sest me suudame seda alistada, selle alistada. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people, they are stronger than we are. Aga meed, kes olid käinud ühest temaga, ütlesid, me ei või minna selle rahva vastu, sest ta on vägevam meist. And they, they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. They said the land that we explored devours those living in it. And all the people that we saw there are of great size. Ja nad levitasid Iisale laste ees laimu maa kohta, mida nad olid uurinud öeldes. Maa, mille me uurides läbi käisime, on maa, mis neelab oma elanikud ja kogu see rahvas, keda me seal nägime, on pikakasulised inimesed. And we saw the Nephilim there and we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. Me nägime seal hiiglasi, anaki poegi, hiiglaste soost. Me olime ise endi silmis nagu rohudietsud ja samasugused olime meie ka nende silmis. So these guys come back. Caleb and Joshua say, let's go. Caleb ja Joosu ütlevad, läheme. The other ten guys were like, did you not see what we saw? Ja teised kümme meest küsivad, et kas te ei näinud siis seda, mida meie nägime? Did you not see how powerful they are? Kas te ei näinud siis, kui vägevad nad on? We are little Jewish guys. Me oleme väikseid juudi mehed. They were huge. Nemad on hiiglaslikud. They made Raul look like a kid. Et Raul tundus nagu väike poisike nende kõrval. They are just big, strong guys. Nad on suured, tugevad mehed. And we're just little Jewish guys walking in the desert. Ja me oleme lihtsalt väikseid juudi kutid, kes käivad meda kõrbe ringi. Are you kidding me? Kas te teda nalja või? Did you not see that we're like grasshoppers to these guys? Kas te ei näinud siis, et me oleme nagu rohutitsud nende meestes? And I'm sure they thought we were grasshoppers. Ja ma arvan, et ma nägid meid ka kui rohutitsa. You know what fear does? Teate, mida hirm teeb? Fear begins to talk to you about what you think other people are thinking. Ja hirm hakkab sulle rääkima sellest, mida teised sinu meelest mõtlevad. And then you start thinking, well, they probably think of me like I think of me. So I don't belong with them. I probably shouldn't work here because they all think I'm stupid. Because I feel pretty stupid. And they all think I'm stupid. And then we sit down with our friends and we say, everybody at work, Thinks I'm an idiot. Nobody maybe even thinks that. But because of fear, we begin to think and then we begin to believe what everybody else thinks about us and we don't even know. And so here we see what the Bible talks about, the good report and the bad report. Ja siin me näeme, mida Biibel räägib sellest teast tunnistusest ja alvastunnistusest. The good report is God said we could take it 
let's go get it. Ja head raport või tunnist on see, et Jumal on öelnud, et me võime selle valutada ja läheme valutama. It is exactly the way God said it is. Ja see on just see, nagu Jumal ütles. It is beautiful. See on kaunis maa. The fruit you guys will not believe the fruit that's it it is truly a land that's flowing with milk and honey and I can't wait to get there we're going to have so much fun and God is going to give us this land that was the good report the bad report is who are we to go in and take that land? Why would we think that we could do that? I don't even think God could help us. And you know, this is, this is where a lot of people are in their Christian lives. There is so much that any of us can do if we would just live a life for him. We could all be used at a high level. We could all see the power of God in our daily lives. We can all be doing great things for the kingdom of God. But the problem is some people are thinking, me? I'm not perfect. I, I certainly not live a real holy life. Why would God want to use me? I'll let God use everybody else. Because everybody else knows that I'm is perfect. I'm. Everybody knows that Lona is perfect. And everybody knows that Freddie is perfect. But who am I? Everybody else in the church that God uses, they must be perfect. Listen, I know Freddie. I know Lona. And I know Ein. Can I just tell you right now? <laughs> they are not perfect. <laughs> they are far from perfect. <laughs> they are so far from perfect that you would be shocked that God could even use them. And listen, if God can use them God can use you and if I can see God use them I know God can still use me hello Amen. Amen. And so we are not perfect people serving God we are a bunch of flawed people serving a perfect God what kind of people? Flawed. Flawed. We have, we have mistakes. And so, so here, the good and the bad report. If I don't move on with my message, we're only going to get to one point. And so, uh, remember, it was Joshua and Caleb who went in 40 years later, and they were the only ones from this generation who did. Only these two guys. Only the two guys who came back believing God. And you know one thing about people that believe God? who really believe God is they never change in what they believe. And it doesn't matter if it's 40 minutes, 40 days or 40 years, they believe the same thing. My God is alive. 
He will help us. He has been faithful to us. The God who split the Red Sea will help us take that city. The God who destroyed the strongest army in the world will help us take that city. I believe my God can do anything. That's 40 minutes from now, 40 days from now, 40 years from now. God can do anything. These guys never wavered in their faith that God could do anything. And because of their obedience and faith, they did enter into the promised land. But just because you are obedient, doesn't mean people are going to follow you. Just because you have faith doesn't mean you're going to have influence over people. Have you noticed that? I'm a Christian. You've got to be a Christian. Are you crazy? You say, I'm a Christian. You've got to be a Christian. And they say, are you crazy? Well, I'm right. I think you're crazy. Just because you're obedient to God. And just because you have faith doesn't mean you're going to have influence. And so these guys are, are, are coming into a, a realization that just because they, they believe God doesn't mean everybody's going to follow them. But, but they had no influence over the others. And so, uh, what happened in Joshua's life to turn everything around for this man? He was some kind of a leader. People looked up to him. He went to go spy out the land. He comes back with the, 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 the group. He says, let's go. The other guys say no. And the whole crowd says, mm, no. Right? Go or no? Uh, no. And he said, but Caleb and I, we believe... And those ten guys, they don't. Obviously, whoever was one of the ten guys had more influence than Joshua and Caleb put together. And so how does Joshua go from having hardly any influence to having great influence? Where 40 years later he stands up and he said, all right, Let's go. And the men around Joshua begin to say some things if you read the story that are amazing. They said, Joshua, we are with you 100%. You just be strong and you be courageous and we will follow you. And if anybody says anything wrong against you, we will kill them 
on the spot. Siis me tapame ta koha peal. You just stay in the anointing Joshua. Sina püsi oma võidmises Joosua. You just keep doing what God tells you to do. Sina tee seda mida Jumal on käskinud sul teha. And we're going to go in there with you. Ja me läheme koos sinuga. And we'll risk everything to follow you. Ja paneme kõik mängud sind järgida. Wow, that's a huge difference. Ja see on tohutu erinevus. From we don't think you're right, we think they're right. Sellest ajast, kus inimesed ütlesid, et me ei arva, et teil on õigus, me usume hoopis, et nendel kümnel on õigus. Two, forty years later, kuni 40 aastat iljem, if anybody talks bad about you in my presence, I'm going to cut their throat. Kui keegi räägi mida kalba sinust minu kuulda, siis ma lõikan neil kõri läbi. That's a huge change. That's a big change. See on tohutu suur muutus. This is somebody who has grown in his influence. He's still a leader. But now he has influence. He was a leader before with no influence. Or very little influence. Because as we read the story, obviously the people from his tribe even turned against him. So it wasn't even like it was 11 tribes versus verse or ten tribes versus two tribes. That's Because then Israel could have split, two tribes would have taken the land. And then the rest of them would have lived in the desert. If, it, if the tribes would have just followed their leaders, ja kui need oleks oma juhte, they would have saved themselves of 40 years of wandering. It wasn't ten tribes against two tribes. Aga ei olnud nii, et kümme oli kahe vastu. It was ten guys against two guys. Vaid kümme kuti kahe vastu. And it actually turned out to be the whole community of Israelites against Joshua and Caleb. Ja lõpuks siis oli nii, et terve see juhtide kogu see rahvas oli kahe pehe juhtide Kalebi vastu. And so there is something powerful that happens in Joshua's life. Nii et Joosu elus sündis midagi väga väälist. And over the next couple of weeks this is what I want to talk to you about. Ja järgmise kahe nädala jooksul ma tahan rääkida nendest asjadest. But Joshua's position did nothing to help him influence Israel at this point. Aga Joosua positsioonist ei olnud mingit kasu Iisraeli rahva mõjutamisel sellel hetkel. The people were up Inimesed olid äritunud. They were even mad that Moses was wanting to listen to Joshua. Ja nad olid vihased isegi Moosese peale, et ta oli valmis kuulema Joosuat. They started saying things like we got to pick a new leader and let's go back to, to Egypt and serve them. Ja nad hakkasid rääkima sellised asju, et valime endale uue juhi ja läheme tagasi Egiptusesse. <laughs> what? Mida? After everything God did and everything you complained while you were there and now you want to go back? Pärast kõike seda, mida Jumal on teinud ja, ja mida sa oled näinud ja nüüd sa oled valmis minema tagasi, tagasi Egiptusesse. Look at Numbers 14 verse 6. Vaatame neljanda Moosese 14. pead üks kuues salm. Numbers 14. Verse 6. It says, Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephune, tore their clothes. Joosua nuuni poeg ja Kaleb ja Funne poeg maakuulajate hulgast, aga käristasid oma riided lõhki. This was the Jewish way to show that they were really upset. Ja see oli juudi viis, kuidas näidata seda, et nad on tõeliselt ärgitunud. Doesn't matter how upset you make me tonight, I am not tearing my clothes. Kui võrd sa mind ärritad täna õhtul, kui pihaseks sa mind ajad, siis ma ei kavatsagi oma riidid lõhki kiskuda. So this was just a cultural thing, it's not something we need to be doing. See oli lihtsalt üks kultuuriline asi ja mitte see, mida meie siin peaksime tegema. But what they were trying to show the people here is that they were passionate about what they believed. Aga mida nad püüdsid ja mida nad tahtsid inimesele ajata oli see, et nad on selles asjad, mida nad usuvad kirglikult. They were serious in their position. 
guys, we can do this. Ja nad olid tõsised oma positsioonisse, kui nad ütlesid, et, et mehed, me võime seda, võiksime seda teha. Let me rip off my clothes to show you Las, we can do this. Las ma rebin oma riided lõhki ja näidata sulle, et me võime seda teha. And so they were being passionate about their beliefs. Nii et nad olid kirglikud oma uskumuses. They were giving their all to follow God. Nad andsid kõik, et järgida Jumalat. I believe this was the start of Joshua beginning to have more influence in the eyes of the people but not yet. Look at verse 7. And they said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. Ja rääksid kogu Iisraeli laste kogudusele öeldes, maa, mille me läbi käisime, et seda uurida, on üpris väga hea maa. Ja pidagi meeles, et nad rääksid seda siis, kui nende riided olid lõhki revisid. Kui Jehoval on meist hea meel, siis ta viib meid sellele maale ja annab selle meile maa, mis piima ja mett voolab. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land, for we are, they are, they are only helpless prey to us. They, they have no protection, but the Lord is with us, so don't be afraid of them. Ärge ainult pange vastu Jehovale ja ärge karke maa rafas, sest nad on meile parajaks palaks. Nende kaitse nad maa jätnud, aga Jehova on meiega, ärge katke neid. And so they declared, the Lord is with us. Ja siis nad siis kuulutasid, et isand on meiega. They declared, this land is exactly what God said and he's going to be with us. Ja nad kuulutasid, et see maa on just see maa, nii nagu ta pidi olema ja Jumal on meiega. And listen to what the people they said. They said, yes, that's right, glory to God, let's go. Ja, ja inimesed öelnud nii, et yes, ja, ja, ja au Jumalale, läheme ja te, võtame selle maa. Is that what they said? Now look at verse 10. And the whole community began to talk against them and talked about stoning Joshua and Caleb. <laughs> what? These guys are right. These guys are speaking what God has already said. They're reminding the people what God said before they even went. They ripped off their clothes. They said, guys, it's exactly what it was. And they said, does anybody have a big enough stone to kill these guys? They wanted to stone him even though that they were obedient. They could not influence the people at all. It doesn't even say, and some of the people thought, that's a great idea, let's go. It said, the whole community began to talk against them. Is that what you're saying? The first part of verse 10? No? Okay. Well, anyway, it says that the whole, everybody there was against them. Not even one person was looking. And so they, they decided that they wanted to wander in the desert for 40 more years. <laughs> and so here we see that 
Leadership is influence. And so we, we talked about how influence can, can bring loyalty. The second point I want to give you tonight is this. Leaders do not have influence in every area. Leaders do not have influence in every area. They were a leader in some area, and the Bible doesn't tell us exactly. Joshua had influence in his tribe, or else he wouldn't have been picked. He, he must have held some kind of a leadership position, or else Moses would have never even told him to go. But the problem was he had no influence. And they wanted to stone him. And it seems to me that his own tribe turns against him at this point because nobody was on his side. Everybody felt he was wrong even though he was right. So you may have influence with your own family, but it doesn't mean you're going to have influence with somebody else's family. You might have influence on your own, own job, but it doesn't mean you're going to have influence on somebody else's job. Your influence is limited. You need to understand where your influence is, but you need to understand where your influence is not. But let me tell you this. Influence can grow. Influence can grow. You can grow in your influence to those around you. And, and so you need to ask yourself, where do I have the most influence? And then ask yourself, where do I have the least amount of influence? And it makes us stop and think, in what areas of my life do I need to grow? What areas of my life do I need to develop more influence? And at this time, Joshua's influence didn't, be, didn't go beyond his title. He was a leader, but had no influence. He had a title. But he had no power over people. And I've talked about this before that the title is the lowest level of leadership. It's the title is the lowest level of influence. Just because somebody wears a badge that says manager doesn't mean that they have influence. Have you ever worked for somebody that thought they were somebody and they were nobody? Or maybe you think you're somebody? And everybody under you thinks you're a nobody? Listen, just because you have a title doesn't mean you have influence. 
People think, well, if I could just be called pastor, then I could help people. Yeah, see, see, we will all meet that. Who mean I don't cut to pastor? If you don't have influence before you become a pastor, you're not going to have influence because you become a pastor. Aga kui sul ei ole mõju võima enne seda, kui sa saad pastoriks, siis ei ole sul ka mõju võima selle läbi, et sa pastoriks oled saanud. And so we need to understand this. Ja me peame mõistma seda. Leaders do not have influence in every area. Juhtide ei ole mõju võima kõikides valdkondades. Point number three tonight. Ja number kolm punkt. With influence comes responsibility. Ja mõju, mõjukusega kaasneb ka vastutus. With influence comes responsibility. Uh, this is something, you know, responsibility is something that, that is probably not talked too much about in churches. Ja vastutus on selline asi, millest eriti palju kogudustes ei räägita. Because everybody likes to be pet and, and just Jesus loves you and, and God loves you. Sest kõik teile meedib, kui neid, kui neid helitatakse ja öeldakse, et Jeesus armastab sind ja minule armastab. Nii, of course. Yeah, of course. We love you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. We think you're great. Yeah, me arvame, et sa oled suure pärane. And, and Jesus died for you and me. That's true. And we are just so happy. And let's just live our lives the best we can for the Lord because he loves us all. But very rarely do we go to a church where they say, and now you have responsibility. And I think this is a problem in the body of Christ. Is there's a lot of Christians that are walking around not understanding they have responsibility because God loves me so much. I don't have responsibility. I'm not responsible for anything. God responsible for everything. He loves me so much. That if he really loves me, he'll help me. And so they live their life not doing anything. Waiting for God to do it all. When the reality is this, with influence comes responsibility. If you want to lead people, you need to be responsible enough to take on that, 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 that mantle. Ja kui sina tahad inimese juhtida, siis sa pead võtma vastutuse, uh, the mantle. Uh, the, take on that um, Take on leadership. And so, you know, I don't think that these ten men wanted to start a rebellion. I don't think that these ten guys that went with Joshua and Caleb decided, when we get back, let's start everybody rebelling against Moses and let's see what happens. That was not what they wanted to do. But that is exactly what the devil used them to do. That's exactly what happened. They came back and they talked against what God had said. The people believed them and rebelled. They rebelled against Joshua and Caleb, but they rebelled against Moses. Look at it in Numbers 14, verse 1. It says, in that night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. They, they raised their voices and they were all crying. Nobody was happy. I think this is one of the saddest verses in the whole Bible. I'm serious. I think this is one of the saddest verses in the whole Bible. These are 
the called people of God. Need on Jumala kutsutud rahvas. These are the people who have seen God be faithful to them. Need on inimesed, kes on näinud, et Jumal on ustav nende vastu. God has done more miracles for them in a short time than he had done for thousands of years. Ja Jumal tegi nende jaoks lühikes aega palju rohkem imesid kui, kui tuhandet aastat jooksul. Moses was doing his best to follow God. Moses andis oma parima, et järgida Jumalat. And God's hand was upon him. Ja Jumala käsi oli tema üle. And his hand is upon the people. Ja tema käsi on rahva üle. And they raised their voices. Ja nad tõstid oma häält. And they cried out because they didn't think God could help them. Ja nutsid sellepärast, et nad ei, arva, ei uskunud, et Jumal võib neid aidata. After all God had done, they, they still wasn't enough. Ja pärast seda, mida Jumal oli teinud, sellest ikka ei olnud küllalt. And I've seen Christians that are like this, where God has helped them through time and time and time and time again. Ja ma olen näinud kristlasi sellise, et Jumal on neid aidanud ikka ja jälle. They get them to a certain point in their life. Ja nad jõuad mingis punkti oma elus. God has been faithful. Jumal on olnud ustav neile. And then all of a sudden they just said, but I just don't know, I just, I, I, I give up. Ja äkki see nad ütlevad, ma ei saa aru, ma annan järele, ma loobun. I can't do it anymore. Ma ei saa enam teha seda. But all you got to do is just believe, continue to believe God. Just keep believing God. These ten men caused all of Israel to rise up against what God had said. All of Israel on this day gave up the dream that God had given to them. He said, I'm going to take you out of Israel, or I'm going to take you out of Egypt, and I'm going to bring you to a land that is amazing. And they gave it all up. Because ten men said, that's ah, too tough. Sest kümme meest ütlesid, et see on liiga raske. And you know this happens every day in churches. Ja kas te teate, et see, sellised asjad sünnivad igapäev kogudustes. In Bible schools. Ja piiblikoolides. In different ministries. Ja erinevates teenistustes. Where they get to a certain point and people just give up. Kus inimesed teatud paika jõudes lihtsalt annavad alla. Ah, oh, we tried. Me oleme püüdnud. We, we, we've given our best, but now that's, that's it. Me oleme vannud oma parima, aga nüüd on küll. And when people get afraid of something, ja kui inimesed hakkab midagi kartma, because it seems too big, sest ta asi näib liiga suur. Or when people get afraid of something because it's maybe it's going to cost them too much personally. Ja inimesed hakkab kartma, kuna see asi võib liiga palju neile maksma minna. And, and they, they back away from it because of their fear. Ja nad taganevad hirmu tõttu. And then they put fear in the other people around them. Ja siis nad äh, annavad seda hirmu teistel inimestele ka edasi. This is just too big for us. You know it's too big for us. Te teate, et see We've never done anything like this. Me ole kunagi midagi sellist teinud. I think we just need to, to reevaluate our situation. Ma, ma arvan, et me peaksime uuesti hindama oma olukorda. You know, we need to be more, more wise before we just start making steps like this. Me peaksime olema targemad enne kui me hakkame sellised samme astuma. You know, we use all these things that sound really good. Ja me kasutame kõiki need asju, mis kõlavad väga hästi. But all of these things are based in fear. Aga tegelikult need rajavad kõik hirmul. I, I can't do this. Ma ei suuda seda teha. Ma and so because teha. I feel I can't do it, let's be wise. Ja sellepärast ma ütlen, et olgem target, targad. Let's just make the wise decisions and not be so rash to run ahead of God. Ja ärme Jumalast ette rutta, toimime targasti. You know, let's, let's make sure that we're, we're being led by the Lord. Oleme kindlad, et isand juhib meid. 
You know all these stupid things that Christians say. Because they've got some fear in their heart. And they're afraid to continue to take those steps to follow. We've got to be careful. We've got to make sure that we're not putting fear in other people because we, we have a lack of belief. And I pray that never happens in our church. I pray that this never becomes something in our church where the people just say, we quit. <laughs> it's just too hard. Now I want, I want our church to follow God. We can't allow people to get away from the call of God. I'm going to keep preaching what God has, has told us to preach. I'm going to keep believing that he can do more than what we see today. Amen. And I believe that this church is going to come and we're going to believe and we're going to see God do great things. But, but here at this time, they backed away from the dream that God gave them because they were afraid. And then I got two minutes. Let me give you the last point here. Point number four. Faithful leaders use influence to add value. Faithful leaders use influence to add value to others. Faithful leaders use their influence to add values to others. And this is what I mean by this, and we're going to look at this more next, next time as we teach on this. But leaders with their own plans and their own points of view they're going to try to manipulate things for their own good. Instead of hearing from the Lord and being able to make a quick decision and how many you know that when God moves sometimes it's quick? The longer you stall to make a decision sometimes the harder it is. But sometimes people try to manipulate things for their own personal gain. To make themselves look better. To put themselves maybe in a position for success when other people fail. But listen, that is not what real influence is for. That is not real faithful leadership. Faithful leadership is not going to wait for others to fail so that we could take, take the place. But these ten spies, they were afraid. And they used their, their influence to cause fear. Joshua and Caleb believed God. They tried to use their influence to cause people to follow the Lord. But because of fear and how powerful that can be. These, the, the whole nation was afraid that these people are going to steal our children. 
that they're going to steal our wives they're going to kill all of us men we better not go because you know the worst case scenario just might happen I don't think we should be believing for the worst case scenario. You know, they always say, well, believe for the best, but plan for the worst. And maybe there's some wisdom to that in some situations. I, I've done that myself. But don't live your life that way. Don't live your life just planning for the worst to happen and maybe something good will happen along the way. Use your influence to turn people to believe God. And even if everybody else goes against you, be passionate about what you believe. And always be careful not to allow fear to be the thing that leads you. Amen. Amen. Make sure that you are adding value to people and not taking value away. And this is what Joshua began to do. And from this time now, Joshua is going to begin to increase in his influence. And we will talk about this next time we are together on a Wednesday night. But would you stand? And let me uh, pray for you here tonight. Father, I thank you for your people. Thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, Lord, that as we follow you, that you are going to cause us to, to increase in our influence. That we are going to become better at what it is that we do.